Welcome to a Jesus Lover Podcast, where we strive to engage, encourage, and equip Christ followers for a life of ministry with a biblical worldview for an unbiblical world. Hi, I'm Pastor Paul. On today's episode, we are going to talk about how to pick worship songs for your congregation. Now, if you're watching this, it's probably because you're either the worship leader of your church or you are a worship leader for your youth group, or perhaps you're just uh, on the worship team and you're just trying to figure out how to do this thing. Perhaps you're new to worship music, or perhaps you got thrown into the deep end of the pool um, and you're having to be the interim for somebody who had to leave for whatever reason. Uh, either way, we don't care what brought you here. We are glad that you are here today. Uh, today, I'm going to try to equip you um, with with a, a methodology that works for me that I use every day uh, at Monahan's Community Church, where I serve as a worship pastor here. Um, and this is how I pick worship songs. Uh, full disclaimer, this is not meant to dog anybody or trash anybody else's methods of doing business or ways of doing this. Um, this is a very difficult thing, and the only way to do this wrong is to do this without a sense of intentionality, without uh, being prayerful and careful as you you trod and tread lightly uh, into these waters, okay? Um, the first things first, you were empowered to do this by the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. And before you start, ever start looking at a song, thinking about what songs you want to pick, uh, thinking about what style genres, any of those things, before you do anything, please do me, do you, do the Holy Spirit, do your congregation a favor and pray, pray, pray. Saturate yourself in prayer before you enter into this. The more you are akad, the more you are one with the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, uh, the better, the easier um, this will this process will be for you uh, and the people that you love and care about. So uh, without further ado, we're going to dive right into this. There are five considerations that I have personally for picking worship songs. If somebody sends me one, texts me one, this is the filter that I use to look at these songs, okay? So the very first filter that I running through, I ask myself this question, is it Jesus-centric and gospel-centric, or is it me-centric, okay? It means is it a gospel-centered worship song? Does this song preach the gospel to me as I sing it? Am I preaching the gospel as I sing this song over the congregation, with the congregation? Are we singing the gospel together? Everything that we do as worship leaders, everything we do as pastors of any kind is all about the gospel. We are all here to follow Jesus with everything that we are and to love our neighbor as ourself. Therefore, everything we do must be gospel centered, okay? That means the song has to point you to Jesus and not in just some roundabout way, but in a very direct way. And we're all crooked sticks, but we all need to be be focused on drawing straight lines to Jesus. So does the song point me to Jesus? Does it tell me the gospel? Those are the two filter questions to see if it is a Jesus or gospel centric song. Okay. If it's a me centered song that focuses on my ability to take captive over or authority over a situation, I'm not saying there's something wrong with those songs. All I'm simply saying is that they don't belong in the corporate worship service. They belong in your private worship, in your car, in the gym, in the shower, wherever the case might be. Those are individual worship songs. So uh, the next question, the next filter I run it through, I ask myself, is this biblically and theologically accurate? 
I mean, does it align with the scriptures? That's the, the, the next question I ask. Does it align with the scriptures? If it's gospel-centric and Jesus-focused, Jesus it should align with uh, the, the scriptures, okay? So theologically, it should make sense. Now, it's in along with that, it's not just about theological accuracy. It's also about theological alignment, okay? Your leadership, your elders of your church, okay? If you're a pastor-led church, your pastor, the person that is in charge of making sure that the the that they are the guardian of truth, okay? The truth that we we hold and that we we share from the pulpit on Sunday morning. Those people need to be consulted, uh, and you need to talk to them about where they stand biblically and theologically when you start picking songs, so that you can get kind of a framework and a mentality to look at a set of a glasses, a gospel glasses, a biblical and theologically sound gospel glasses. And the way you develop that first off is by being in the Word yourself. You need to be in the Word of God every single day. Um, the worship pastor the theologian just as much as the pastor is from the pulpit. You are preaching to the, go- the gospel to the congregation through these songs. So those are the two, two, first two filters I've passed it through. Is it gospel-centered and Jesus-centered? Does it focus on Christ and on the gospel and the telling of the gospel, the preaching of the gospel? Is it biblically and theologically accurate and aligned with what my, my fellow uh, elders, with what my, uh, with my pastors and the people that are teaching from the pulpit are teaching? The last thing you want to do is sing a song that contradicts what is being preached from the pulpit because everything is a about the, the pulpit. It's all about supporting the word of God being preached. Worship is to till the soil of the hearts of the people to prepare it to receive the seed of the word to be planted in their hearts. So keep that in mind. Uh, the third thing that we look at is congregational versus individual worship. Okay. Now this is what I mean by this. Now I told you earlier that some of those songs can be gospel centric or individually centric. The me centric songs, those are for your individual worship times. That's that's fine. But what I'm talking about here when I say congregational congregational versus individual is this a song a performance driven song or is this a congregational song when you sing this song is this the kind of song that everybody in the congregation can sing along with or is the song so technically difficult to sing that you really have to have almost a music degree or a vocal degree to be able to to sing that particular song. I'm going to give you an example. Many, I'm not dogging the national anthem, so don't, I'm a patriot. I served in the Marines for eight years. Just follow me here. The national anthem is not a congregational song. It's not an easy song to sing. There are a lot of runs. There are a lot of difficult intervals to sing with that. However, people still sing it together as the national anthem. It doesn't mean, what I'm trying to tell you is that it doesn't mean that the song can't be technically difficult or complicated or complex in order to sing it. But what I'm saying is that as you pick this song, you need to visualize your congregation singing it. Are the people that are singing with you going to be able to sing along with you? Or are they going to simply sit there in the back of the room like this? being too cool for school because the song is so difficult they don't even want to attempt to try to sing along with you. Keep in mind your audience, the people that you are singing to, your congregation. The point is to help them enter into the Holy of Holies. We want to help them connect with God the Father in an intimate connection, in an intimate setting amongst the saints, okay? The whole purpose of worship here is to paint a picture that, that John talked about in the book of Revelation where we see everyone standing before the judgment throne singing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. We want to do that together corporately. 
Okay, so when we pick these songs, we want to make sure that they're a song that we are singing corporately. Okay, um, that doesn't mean that you can't take a song that's super fly that's on the radio and do a different rendition of it that would be more congregationally uh, savvy for people to sing. It just means you need to consider that whenever you're picking a worship song. I would not be picking top 40 tunes off of the radio uh, for your worship songs. Just just not a really great idea with that. Um, so keep that in mind. The The next thing I'll filter, I'll run it through is longevity. Is this a song that is going to last? Is this a song that our congregation is going to fall in love with because of the truth of the gospel, because of those other filters that I just mentioned, those three filters I mentioned, because it's focused on Jesus, it preaches the gospel to us, it's biblically and theologically accurate and aligns with the pulpit and it, and it, and it enriches our lives. It's, it's a congregational song that we all, we all sing together and is easy for us to sing together. It's not, it's not so technical, technically difficult that we can't reach for it and and make it accessible to ourselves. Does it have longevity? That those are great questions. Um, I'll give you, I don't give a lot of do's and don'ts, but one of the things I'll discourage you and I'll tell you to shy away from, do yourself a favor, going to the multitracks.com website, and looking at the top 10 most downloaded song, most frequently downloaded songs, is probably not a great methodology for picking your songs. If you're looking for songs that are going to have longevity, okay? Um, or looking at songs that have the most downloads, um, the most downloads on them, is probably not the greatest way about going, going about doing that. Prayerfully and carefully considering them, uh, listening to them, looking at your congregation's reaction as you sing them with your congregation. What's old songs that you bring up? Do they just love, love on? There was a, a, a church that I served at when I first started, man, um, my sins, there are many, his mercy is more. That song resonated so deeply with our congregation there that every time we sang it, people just went nuts over it. Um, so will I, that was another song that people just resonated deeply with. And that particular congregation, for whatever reason, the congregation I serve in now, that those people wouldn't necessarily resonate with those songs. That's just not something, the style, um, the genre, it wouldn't have longevity amongst our people. So make sure that you're keeping your people in mind when you consider this filter. And the, the final filter that we look at, and I know a lot of people are like, why wasn't this the first? But your genre and style, okay? It is important that you execute songs in a genre and a style that is appropriate for your congregational context. There are a plethora of different styles a multitude uh, ranging from old contemporary songs where you take, you know, a hymnal and you open that up and you start singing it. And then there's modern contemporary things uh, written within the last 20 years. Those style of songs that you hear on like Air One or, um, you know, K-Love and that kind of stuff, that kind of worship songs. Um, those things are, they're, they're great too. But taking the songs you hear off of K-Love and the, that are modern today and placing those at like the First Baptist Church that's been in the 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 town for over 130 years that is still using their hymnals is and playing it in that modern context is probably not a good idea. You're going to freak people out. Okay. Um, but taking a new modern song though, and putting it in the context of that particular worship style that they're used to would be beneficial. They still have theological richness and accuracy in some of these modern songs that you can use as well. Um, and those of us who are in a modern contemporary context, taking the songs from the hymnal and bringing them into a contemporary format and, and style and genre that, that your congregation can, can consume a palate that will, that won't rough their palate, that won't push them away, that won't, um, shock them and give them kind of a little face with it. Don't make it cringy. Do you see what I'm saying? The, the point is to, 
to make sure that the style and the genre fits your congregation and the style that you have been doing worship in. Um, and again, one other thing to finally close this up, worship is about worshiping Jesus. It is about pointing people to Christ. It is about preaching the gospel to your congregation. Uh, there is a there is a heaviness, there is a weightiness to what we as worship pastors step into on Sunday morning. The odds of them remembering every single word that your pastor says that morning in a sermon is pretty slim. But the odds of them remembering the worship songs that you sang that morning and singing them over and over again throughout the week that's pretty great. That's a high probability that that's going to happen. So it is crucial that we understand that we too are teachers every bit as much as the ones who are stepping into the pulpit on Sunday morning. And we need to treat the selection of these songs with the fear and trembling, the reverence that we should have for that office and for that particular job. Um, I'm Pastor Paul. I love Jesus. I pray that this content helps you out. Um, this was not meant to be exhaustive in any way, nor was it meant to dunk on anybody else's methodology for doing stuff. Uh, the, the point here is that we're all in this together as the body of Christ. And my, my goal is to help you, to engage you with the gospel, to encourage you with the gospel, and to equip you with gospel-centered methodologies and practices that will help you enrich your lives and the lives of the people that you love and serve every single day. I'm Paul, and I love Jesus.